This is Abnormal Entertainment. Two, three, four. Walked into the tunnel just to find the light. Hunted for old demons looking for a fight. Looked up at the stars, seemed to go forever. There must be a way it all fits together. Fell into the quicksand, held on to the vines. Never cook white color, stay within the lines. Feel like I have wings, I can fly wherever. This is just the way it all fits together. Finally saw the world through rose-colored glasses. Gonna share my journey to small and large masses. Give up on my life, no sir, me never. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Daniel Garza and this is to put it together conversations. I'd like to start today uh by thanking my producers, Mr. Kevin Moyers and Mr. Jose Reyes for all the work that they do. Thank you guys. Uh inviting you all to join us at abnormalentertainment.com where you can find all the shows on the network. Uh, while you guys get comfortable, grab something to drink and uh, start sharing the show because we want you to share it with all your friends. I'm going to share this on all my other pages so that most folks can join us and watch it. Um, I also want to thank my director, Mr. Christian Paul Ramirez, uh, my partner in life as well, uh, inviting you to join us on Wednesdays and Christian and Daniel show. Also, if you're not following me on Fridays, uh, we are, uh, Cardivo every Friday at six o'clock. I lost track of myself there for a minute. Where am I? Uh, I'm also on Mondays on TikTok, uh, with the Cardivo live. And then we, yesterday was our launch of Cardivo on Instagram, which is a whole new, uh, animal in itself. On Instagram, you can actually come on live and ask the questions. So you can be on video and ask whatever question you want to the Cardivo and get your experience. If you want to know how that worked out, go check us at Instagram at I am Daniel G. Garza, all one word, and check out the videos from yesterday's show. We did it an hour and a half. It was really cool. Um, I want to thank my uh, my guest today, bring him on the show, Mr. Gabe Lito. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. You got it right. I know. I, you know what? Well, I practiced my English before the show started. Um, <laughs> I always, I've known you now. Um, tradition of the show is to talk about how we met. Um, I met Gabe, um, in Irvine. Oh my God. It's almost a year ago. It was Halloween when I met you guys. It was more than a year. It's been three years. Three years. I mean, yeah. um, that's what I was going to say, but it's, it's like, on, on Halloween, we met on yes. Halloween weekend. Yes. Um, so it's coming up on the three-year three, three year mark? Wow. Um, three or four, so, yeah, like that. Uh, I was working for a company, and Gabe was traveling with through a company for this big event, and I was a host for the weekend, and it was a Halloween weekend. I did not have a, a, a costume. I pulled out a costume literally out of my suitcase because I didn't have anything to put on. And uh, But you had a... If I remember correctly, there was blood and gore on your costume, wasn't there? Yeah, it was a fa- it was a silicone face that had been torn off, and then I had a, a mask on top of that, which was the face, so I could pull it up. Uh, we have uh, we have our director Christian Paul. Christian says I shared it on my page. Do I get a prize? Yes, Christian, you get a prize. You get to stay with me for another year. How's that? Yay! We all went and you get on- to watch me, and you get to watch Gabe. Uh, I also want to say that um, Gabe is. I, 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 when we met, there were there was probably about sixty people in this in this event. But something about Gabe and and uh, we just connected. I don't know if it was the good looks, 
the the twistiness of our brains or or the or the Halloween atmosphere that bonded us. But uh we remained friends since then and, and I I'm I thank you for that. You you've uh you've been watching us on Christian Daniel, you come on, on the Cartivo show, you Best even shows popped, on the internet. Pardon? Best shows on the internet. Thank you, sir. You even popped in on the Spanish show where I was a guest on somebody's show, so I, I appreciate you. Un poquito. Uh, I so appreciate you. And for those of you not um we, I know you, if you saw the flyer, um, uh, Jennifer Sims was supposed to be our guest today, but we had some, uh, some things to change. So Gabe was kind enough to jump in at the last minute and be my guest. So thank you, sir. Welcome to the show. Thanks. And, and it's the first time on Zoom, as I, you were telling it me. It is first time on Zoom, first time, like, well, I guess the second time Facebook live in anything. So nice. I'm learning. Uh, before we continue, I do, you might want to notice, if you haven't noticed, the no hate on my cheek. Uh, today, I want to thank the guys from the No Hate organization. They had an event here in Santa Ana, and I got to volunteer with them. One of the coolest things was that for volunteering, we got our own photos. If you're not familiar with the No Hate campaign, I will post those on this page when we're done. You can also check out some photos that I posted already. But it's uh, basically, you can take a picture. It's a everybody has the same photo. It's a white background, white T-shirt with the no hate and uh, duct tape on your mouth, and it represents uh, stopping hate and uh, uh, voicing against hate. So thank you to the guys of No Hate Organization for because they only had three volunteers, and I was chosen as one of them, which is kind of kind of cool. So uh, met some cool people, got my picture taken. I'll show those as soon as we get them. But I wanted to let you guys know that that's why that's there, and I didn't want to take it off. So. Uh, I figured it added to the ambiance. Well, if it was Spanish, it would say no hocho. No hocho. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. Um, again, thank you for jumping in at the last minute and being my guest. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. For those of you that have not heard about Gabe Lido, he is an entrepreneur. He is a real estate mogul all on his own. Um, he... Uh, I, I really am impressed by you. And before we get into more of your story, I'm really impressed by you because you showed me, you shared with us your videos of your houses, the, the flipping of your houses in the beginning. And you do some amazing work, dude. And you pretty much do this all on your own. Yeah, I I started when I first started I was about almost four years ago now. I did 99% of the work on my own. Now I've grown. And because I'm doing so many, I've done six this year that I actually have a crew that helps me out quite a bit with the, the, the demo and the, the framing and stuff like that. And the roofs, because it's just too much for one, one guy. And I do all the finish work. So all the, all the cool, neat things. And I design and my, I have a realtor that helps me with uh, some of my design choices, but for the most part, I, you know, come up with it on my own. And obviously I've watched HGTV a bunch. So I've seen what's, what's new and what people like, but I also, just like to do my own thing and make things my own way. I can, I can walk into a really bad house and see, okay, I'm going to move this wall. I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this over here. And I can just see it as soon as I walk in, that's where I'm at now in, in my career. And I've only been doing it four years and this is all I do now. I sold my trucking company and this is all I do. That's pretty amazing, dude. Um, Christian just reminded me that I should say that if you Watch the Christian and Daniel shows on Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have uh, adopted Gabe as our stage manager. Um, you might want to, you will notice through the show that Gabe is not shy and he will speak <laughs> his mind. Uh, so he has let us know on several occasions when things don't look quite well in the Christian and Daniel show. So we have uh, adopted him and hired him um, on uh, on commission, and since we're not making any money yet, he's not making any money either. But he is our stage manager on Christian, and we do acknowledge him on every episode. So we want to thank you for being part of the show too. Uh, but I, you you have a whole story to yourself, so I want the folks to get to know you a little better. So, uh, Gabe Lido, tell us how you put it together. Okay, where to start? Um, I was born in nineteen. 19- <laughs> so. Um, I mean, I I have had a pretty interesting adventure in life. I I grew up in, I started in the metropolitan Twin City area, big town USA, and then 
what was it, fifth grade, I moved to rural town, Podunk, Cornhole, USA, and uh, lived on a farm and didn't really enjoy that much. It uh, it was a lot of alone time, so Gabe is very good at being alone and using his imagination, which I think has helped with the things that I do with the parody stuff that I do. You've seen my my movies and stuff that I've done there, and that's that's all from an overactive ADHD brain who just goes, can't stop, and runs at 100 miles an hour. And uh, and then, you know, I moved to a, a smaller town and then another small town, <laughs> And then finally, we, we, me and my wife settled in a, it's still pretty small. I mean, when we moved there, it was 6,000 people or 4,000 people, and now it's up to 8,000. But, um, yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm a mix of been in the city and been in the rural. So, I mean, you can relate being from Texas or, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, I, but I don't know if were you in a rural area or if you were in a, in a city well, for the folks that know Texas a little bit, know Houston, I lived in a little town called Porter, Texas, which is actually in Montgomery County, north of Houston. And it's a tiny little town, one way in, one way out kind of place. Um, so, but I lived there for about three years. And I, you're right. You, you learn to be on your own because to go to the grocery store, it's like you have to go to the grocery store. It's not just a five-minute pop in and out. Uh, there's a lot of uh, gas stations that you just run into. You get to meet the people. I, I, but, but, but you you learn a lot about yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You definitely, I mean, you spend so much time with yourself, you kind of know who you are, which is good and bad. I mean, in, in, in high school, it wasn't the best to be, especially in a small town, wasn't the best to be your own person. <laughs> they kind of wanted you to be them. But it was, you know, I had my tight group of friends probably – two or three really close friends. And the unfortunate thing, again, living in rural is that uh, my one, my best friend lived nine miles away and my other friends lived five miles away, but I was always in shape. I rode my bike and, and a lot of dirt roads and a lot of corn, but you know, (laughs) a lot of, lot of, and then as you get older, you get to do a lot of the joy riding and all the fun things you can't do in a big city because you're going to get caught. But, but yeah, you know, I, I still, I don't miss it at all. I like, I, you know, where I'm flipping now in Missouri, it's a bigger area. There's lots to do. There's lots of restaurants. I like that. Where I live, there's plenty to do. We're close enough to the Twin City area that there's stuff to do in restaurants and everything there. So now, now that you brought up the, the flipping, um, what, what was, it's a big endeavor because I know some of my friends here in California that do flips and, from visiting them and, and watching them, what they do, it's it's a big endeavor, especially your first one. Uh, what what for the people who are watching and you're and you've been thinking, especially right now that we're still in lockdown, so people are, are don't have jobs, and you might be thinking at home, hey, I want to flip a house. What was the the idea? How did it pop into your head to think I can do this? Well, I. Uh... I hated driving, and that's what I did. I drove, uh, well, I drove a garbage truck for 11 years. Then I oh, wow. went off on my own. I drove freight truck, and then I bought a dump truck and decided to do that. And I was making good money doing that, but I absolutely hated hated it. And a lot of people stay at jobs they hate, and I wasn't one of them. I hated being a garbage I stayed there for six extra years until I could find something that I felt comfortable doing. So I went to freight delivery that I didn't like the the dispatcher I was working for. It wasn't a very good thing. And then... I went into the dump truck and that was a little bit better. The money was definitely better, but I just, it's not, you're driving in a circle for 12 to 14 hours a day. And I have ADHD. That's not what, that's not what my brain wants to do. There's absolutely no creativity. I didn't feel fulfilled at all. So I saw or heard, I think I heard on the radio, I saw or heard an advertisement for a seminar for house flipping, you know, and now that I understand a little bit more, I understand what those seminars actually are. But so I went to the, the, the seminar that you go to the one hour and they give you a whole spiel. They're just trying to sell you on the weekend. So, you know, the, the one hour is free. They don't really tell you anything. And then the whole time they're just selling you to go to the, the weekend for the $300. Well, went to that. That was $300 well spent. Okay. And they, you know, I brought my wife Jody with me and she took all the notes because, again, ADHD doesn't take notes. 
And uh, <laughs> so, so you know, we went through the whole spiel and learned and, and invested into it. And, you know, they basically tell you, oh, you have this amount of time to return the money for free, but we give you all the information. So basically she's telling me, give us the money, but then just ask for it back within 21 days. So I figured out what the scam on that was. Well, it's not really a scam. It's a genius idea on their part on those seminars in case anyone wants to know the whole big reason for it. You give them X twenty five to $50,000, but you get it back in 21 days, but they get to use it for 21 days interest-free. So you're giving them a loan. So if they get 100 people a weekend to do that throughout the country, they're getting that money to do their own investing. And then within the 21, with that much money and that many investments, they can pay that money back. You get it back and they get it rent-free. Whereas right now, what the guy that I get my money from, I pay him 12% interest. Gotcha. So, so it's genius. But anyway, back to the... So, so I went to the seminar and I was like, well, yeah, I can, I can do this. So I just, I'm the kind of person when I decided I wanted to make, start making movies, I just went out and made movies. I went out and learned, taught myself Final Cut Pro, came up with an idea, came up with a concept, went out and did it. You know, the parody stuff, uh, the, the funny songs I do that have been on the radio, that's just stuff that you're bored, again, overactive brain driving around and you start making up lyrics to songs like Weird Al <laughs> and said mine were a little bit more filthy. I mean, I've, I've had, I had one on my, well, my most famous one is called I Just Masturbated. You've seen that one. Yes. And that one, that one's got like 15,000 <laughs> views on, on uh, YouTube. So that's my biggest bang. But, and that one was played on morning. <laughs> that one was played on morning no radio. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. That one was played on morning radio a bunch of times, but, but the DJs on a, on a local morning radio show. So that was, that was pretty big for me. That was cool to have that kind of response to that and you know people knew who you were based on some silly little stupid thing you did and then eventually i did one uh that i got on howard stern so 21 million people heard my name said incorrectly it was leto like much like you do but or used to do but uh, i'll still do it just to irritate you but uh, (laughs) before we move away from um from the flipping because i want to talk about other things that you've brought up but before we move um What's one pointer you can give to somebody that is considering going into house flipping? Okay. Well, the biggest thing is you have to be ready for a lot of stress. You have to be ready for everything you think is going to cost this amount of money is going to cost way more than that. I, I have, I've been pretty close on flips, but I've also been way off. And like my, my very first one. So I bought it, I bought it sight unseen from an auction for 18,500. Went down, tore the entire house apart, re- redid it, put $46,000 into it, thought it would be worth 85000 I was keeping it as a rental, but I do what's called a cash-out refi, so I was supposed to get all of my money back. Well, I got hosed by an appraiser who came in way too low, and next thing I know, I'm leaving 9000 So I didn't lose the money, but I left 9000 in the house, so I didn't get all of my money back. So now I've got $9,000 in debt. So now it takes two years of rental income to get that money back. But then I sold the house last year for 95000 So, again, the appraiser was wrong. I was right in the end, but at the time it didn't matter. But a lot of people would have quit at that point when they they're like, okay, I got my one rental. It didn't work out the way, whatever. But that's just not – I'm not that guy. I don't do – you know, I liked it too much. The, the, you know, I have to be away from home. That's the part that sucks. And, you know, I've been now in, in Missouri now for – almost an entire year, been home maybe 30 days. So Jody comes and visits me because I don't get, I can't leave because if I leave, the work stops. But I've also done six houses this year, so it's been a big year. But uh, but the biggest thing with, with when it comes to flipping is that you have to be ready for disappointment because it's mm. going to, there's somebody, somebody along the way is going to disappoint you. Either the appraisal is going to come in too low. The contractor, if you're using contractors, are going to come in too high. Material costs are going to go up with this COVID thing price of wood has gone way up. You know, I used to be paying under $4 for a stud. Now I'm paying $5 for a stud, which I know is cheap by your standards, but <laughs> I'm going to sprinkle in the gay jokes. Depends the, uh... on what corner I pick it up from. I'm just saying. <laughs> but the, uh, the, uh, the, the, and then the, uh, you might not get what you thought the house was worth when you go to sell. And then you have to, you know, there's commissions and there's everybody, everybody wants to pretend to help you, but they also want to, they just want to get deeper into your pockets. 
And it's, it, and it's extremely hard. All these seminars make it seem easy that you can buy a house that's not for sale. It took me four years to tell this year before I bought, I finally found two houses that I could pursue the owners. I knew they were vacant, pursued the owners who were landlords who didn't want to do the work on them anymore. And I played them against each other and I got both houses cheaper than they, one guy, he started at like, he was at 59 to 60,000 and I was at 50. And I got him by using the other guy who wasn't taking my money. I got him down to 51.5. And then the other guy, I made him an offer at 44.5. He didn't take it. He wanted 50. But I came back to him later on and offered him 47 and got it. So, wow. You know, you just, and those neither does, that was a big win for me because I had never at that point bought a house that wasn't listed on the MLS or at an auction. So these were houses that I personally said, okay, they're on a block on a, where I was already doing a flip. And I said, that house and that house are both vacant. And I'm going to hunt down the owners and I'm going to buy these houses. And I did it. For, uh, just, for those of you watching us, this is uh, Put It Together Conversations podcast. And my guest today is Mr. Gabe Lito. You might know him if you are watching the Christian and Dana show. We talk about him often. I finally got him on the show. So we're talking about his entrepreneurship, uh, flipping houses. Uh, there's some more stuff. So if you have any questions, anything we talk about, please feel free to ask. And we'll, we'll ask them here on the show. But you've got to go into the actual video and ask them there. So you'll see the thread. Uh, you see the brownish background on the thread. If you don't see that, I can't see your question. So make sure that you go there to ask. We do have one question. Uh, yes. Hello, Father. Father uh, Robert over from Florida is watching us tonight. Thank you for watching. He has been following the show for a while. Um, Christian actually wants to know, before we move on from the, from your flipping, and uh, do you follow anything that Joanna Gaines does out of her show? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've seen it, but no, I, I don't do any of the, uh, I don't do shiplap. <laughs> That's how you know somebody watches that show. That's how you know shiplap. <laughs> I, don't I know, don't, I, I, I've done burnt, I've done burnt wood walls and stuff like that. And I, I, I do, I do, I do a lot of, her and I do a lot of things. I do a lot of, cause I buy older houses. They're all World War II, usually 1946 to 50. Oh, wow. So they have hardwood floors and I like to keep, so I don't like completely refinish the floor. I will scuff it, put on a new layer of poly and leave all the imperfections in the floor because it's cool because you have this ultra modern house with these, which these rustic feels. So we, we, I do a little of what she does, but not because she, not because she does it, but, but I do, I did like that show for a while and she's pretty attractive. Yeah. I like, I like chips. We like, we're, I'm a fan of chips. So. Yeah. yeah. Chips. Yeah. Funny. Anybody who's that athletic and crazy, <laughs> we've got to be friends. <laughs> Which is why Gabe is on the show. Yes. Um, Shiplap, Shiplap. Yeah. Anybody, if you, if you don't know Shiplap and you've never watched, uh, uh, shoot, I just lost the name of the show. Um, yeah, now uh, I can't do it either because you lost it. Yes. So Joanna and Chip Gaines, um, uh, anyway, I lost the name. We will come back to that. Um, yeehaw, so, yeehaw, so I wanna, house flippers. Um, I want to talk a little bit about because uh, you talk about ADHD quite a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when when did you realize that was part of you, and and how um, how do you manage it? Well, I actually got tested for it. I believe it was boy, it was probably sophomore year, somewhere. Maybe it may have been earlier, but it was. Cause it's hard to tell because the, the, again, I lived in a small town. So the school I was in was seventh through 12th grade, all in one building. So I was in that building with the guidance counselor and that's who, who, uh, who, uh, helped me out quite a bit. And he had me, we went to a thing and you literally stared at, comp- it was, we were talking eight bit, uh, you know, Atari graphics and you stare at a thing. And every time you saw it was a certain square, there was a, it was a square that you had, you were supposed to hit a button. And so somehow that I'm sure I was drifting off and looking at everything else, you know, somebody was jingling their keys or something. And uh, so I guess every time you hit the button, it registers whether you saw, however many times you miss it, they must diagnose you. So they diagnosed me with it. And then uh, they wanted to put me on medication for it, but I'm not a big, even back then, I'm not a big medication person. I thought, well, now I know what it is. So I'll just learn how to deal with it. And, and that's pretty much what I've done. I've just dealt with it myself. The only thing that every once in a while, it's the 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 temper goes. That's my biggest problem is the the wild emotional swings. But 
And the unfortunate thing for everyone around me is that I can get over it in five minutes, but you know, sometimes you just, you piss everybody else off and they don't get over it obviously quick as, as quick as you do. And I heard, I read some statistic or heard it that for every five minutes you're angry, it actually takes two and a half hours or something to get rid of it or it does, yeah. it affects your body somehow. But for me, it I seem to be able to, I can literally be angry for five minutes and then be over and it's done. It's out of my brain because my brain is too, there's too much information coming through and too many ideas, which is why I'm terrible with names. I, I, I don't, I don't know. There's people who I was really good friends with in high school and you, you would show them to, and I bet I don't know his name. I complete blank and I'll never get it. My best, one of my best friends, Andy Whitehead. I went, I, when I first got on Facebook, he was the first person I wanted to find I could not remember his last name oh, to wow. save life. <laughs> and wow. I had known him for years and years and years. And it just, my brain just, it goes, we don't have room for this. And it yeah. just rid of it. And they say you can only store like a hundred or 200 names anyway, but I think I'm down to like 40, honestly. I just, and, and I also was in the military and law enforcement where it was written on your chest. So it's another skill you don't, you don't have to work on it because it's already there. <laughs> you just walk up and it says Garza. Or what did that guy call it at the, the Gazarza. Your last comedy stand-up. Gazarza or something. He gave it a whole extra syllable. For those of you that know that I do stand-up, the last show that I was in, the host and I did not know each other. And we, and we never... There's usually no time to meet each other before the show. And uh, Gazara. Gazara. That's Gazara, what that's what Gazara. it was. So he introduced me as Daniel G. Gazara. And I was like... Which is not the first time they uh, uh, say my name wrong. There was one show where they actually called me David Garcia. So there you go. Um, and my comeback to that was the very first time they did it was like, excuse me, but that's my Mexico name. My American name is Daniel G. Garza. And everybody cracked up. So That's uh, a good stage name, though. David Garcia. That sounds David like. David Garcia. Okay, so true story, and I know this isn't about me, but true story is that two times, one time when I was in grade school, there was a David Garcia and me, and they kept getting us confused. I don't know why. And then when I went to trade school, I, I did business school in my early 20s. Me and a David Garcia were in the same uh, generation. Uh, and they they would mail us the wrong report card because we get report cards every month. And <laughs> they would mail him his. And then we, we would meet each other up in the like in the break room. Be like, here's yours, here's yours. Like, okay. And uh, all through it. And. If you're watching David Garcia, that point was not yours. I got the 3.9. You got the 3.8. They messed us up at the very end. And, they crossed. <laughs> and the second thing is that the school shut down after our generation graduated. We were the last generation. And so they never fixed it. So I got the 3.8. He got the 3.9. But you know, David Garcia, that point is mine. One day I'll find you. You'll um, so, you, were, um, you were almost a 4.0 student. I never would have guessed I was that. Almost, yeah. And without... what. Well, I'm not it's, not, it's not a smart thing. It's a personality thing. I never would have guessed you would have been that dedicated. That takes dedication. And I didn't have to sleep with anybody to get the grades either. <laughs> but you did anyway. You chose not, to. Yeah, no, by, by choice. There were... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean we don't have to do this? <laughs> cool. Yes. Extra good, good activity, Bob. Um, so, uh, but that's really interesting. Um, that that uh, Before we move on to something else, I just find it interesting because... Um, I know several folks who are, um, who are also diagnosed with attention deficit and, and they've gone the medicine round. And I can tell where sometimes, although their, their moods can be a lot more mellow, their creativity sometimes lacks a little bit. And, and it, it's a, it's a seesaw kind of thing. Like you get this, but you lose that. Um, uh, so being creative for you. I don't know how to other way to ask it, but it comes natural to be creative because there's so much going on. In your yes. Head. Yeah. I mean, literally like all my parody songs that I've done, I would just be sitting, you know, driving, doing my trash route and that song comes on and my brain just starts putting in different stuff, making it funny for myself. It's just, just what I did. It's just how it did. Like um, the, the movie ideas, like I have an entire movie in my head right now that I want to do but I don't have the butt. It's the one you're going to be in. Leave my clothes on. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a prerequisite. 
Leave it on. At least the first five minutes. Let people get a comment. Like, let them start by the door. No, but it's going to be a fun role for you because you get to play. I mean, you get to be a very creepy dude. And that's that. I mean, creepy. As creepy as you want to make him. So, I mean, you know. Just maybe you have, back to your, you know, you know, right? We'll probably have to tone it down from your normal personality. Only God and, and my priests know the level of creepiness I am capable of achieving. <laughs> Just so you know, folks, I mean, I've talked to my audition. I was a crackhead. So just, just, just put that out there in perspective. Uh, we have a comment from, uh, thank you folks for commenting. We appreciate you joining the conversation. Uh, Clifford Locke is saying, if coworkers have name tags, I won't know their, oh, if they don't have name tags, he won't know their names for six months. Yeah. So I, I, I just ignore people. I just don't like people. So that's my, that's my problem. Um, yeah, Cliff is actually, a, he's a friend of mine from high school, from way, oh. way, way back. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, Cliff. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's really interesting. And I, I applaud you for being able to, like, take, take control of your, of your diagnosis and, and, and managing the best way you're possible. And I'm going to confess, there are times when I, cause I follow Gabe quite a bit and sometimes he does irritate the hell out of me because he'll post <laughs> something and I'm like, he must be mad right now. Like he must be really like something's crawled up his ass and like I'll, I'll and I'll, I'm like I'll grab the phone I'm like no no and let it go but okay but I'm gonna say that you talking about this now and me working as an advocate and working with other people in the health environment it it makes sense now like I get it like oh okay I, I get where you come from sometimes um, that your brain is just working at that speed and knowing other people. Like I, I can, I can go. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, not that it makes me like you anymore, but it just makes sense to me now. So well, just, my, my, and one, one of the other problems with it is that I will stutter or get stuck because my brain is actually three or four sentences ahead of my mouth. I mean, literally, I'll be, you know, one time I went to it was it was one of my funniest moments, and I was trying to say haka loogie. I don't know if you know that term, but I said spit a honky. That's what came out, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm always going to say spit a honky from now on. That's hilarious. It's but just... oddly enough, I've done both. So just, I'm just, <laughs> just going to put that out there. I figured swallow a honky would be more accurate, but spit. Yeah, I guess. What did I say? That's extra. <laughs> and not on your first visit. We have to get to know each other. Um, but uh, one of the, my favorite things about you, and, and I'm going to ask this question too. Uh, do you believe that your sense of humor uh, – like covers up sometimes the the attention deficit, like anxiety that comes with that. You know, I don't know. I've I've just I constantly I know that I'm very empathetic. Is as much as people think that when I get angry about, like when it comes to politics, they might think, oh, he's. But I am also very straightforward at the same time, and I believe what I believe, and but I am also one of the rare people who's open to an actual discussion and willing to have my mind changed. And I have frequently, but, uh, but as far as car, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's that it's sometimes I just, I don't know. I just always want to be on, I guess I'm always on most of the time. And, you know, I don't know if that's a cover. I really couldn't tell you on that. It's just, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are back there that, but I don't remember, like I always tell people, I don't remember the vast majority of my childhood. Like I told you, my oh, wow. brain, I, I do not remember. And, and the things that I do remember, I don't know for sure that they're not just made up. It's really exactly. interesting. It's, I don't know. There's certain stories I have or certain things that I think have, that may have never, and people have said, no, that never, I'm like, oh, I would have told you with, you know, undi and I know that everyone has that, but mine, that's my brain all the time i don't remember being i don't remember kindergarten third grade fifth grade. i don't remember any of that it's, oh, wow, it's i remember barely remember high school wow yeah and, it uh, just, it's not important to me so it does it just goes gone better no i'm kind of better i'm better i'm emotionally hiding so i don't know i don't know what it is but i figured i'm not going to deep type if my brain wants to just forget about it it wasn't worth keeping <laughs> so, I, and it may, i only ask because like i was recently post-cancer I was diagnosed with agoraphobia and then as I sitting down with the therapist as I went back and traced some things from my youth I realized that it's been part of me for a long time I just didn't know that I was agoraphobic I just I just thought I was being silly and, and not wanting to leave and for a while there I thought I was lazy because I didn't want to leave my house but I didn't realize it was anxiety that actually kicked in but 
when I'm in a social setting and the anxiety kicks in, I get very mouthy and I get, I, my edit button like is gone. And I've realized over the years that my, my humor covers up my anxiety so that you don't know in a public setting that I'm completely like pooping my pants. I will make jokes and make fun of things. And Christian says it all the time that I have a way of saying things that people just laugh with me. And I'm like, I'm insulting you. Why are you laughing? But it, it's just my anxiety that's covering up. Well, I, uh, it's being yeah, covered I, by laughter. I do that too. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm in, if I'm in a large group or an area where I'm not in control, I don't like that. I have, I, I guess you would call it social anxiety, but it, the th- it, in the same as thing, I always say I'm the person, I always call myself an extrovert introvert. I'm like, yeah. look at me, look at me. And then I go, what? Why are you looking at me? Stop. Why are you looking at me? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> you know, I'm and not I, that funny. Yeah, stop. Yeah, and I, and I take things I take things way too personally sometimes. And, you know, like when I make my movies, I go, okay, the, 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 the I just masturbated, right? It's gone through the, it's gone past the moon for as far as what I ever thought the views would be. And then my best work, which is War is Love, has 200 views. And I just, it, it kills me because I'm like, we worked so hard on that and it's my best writing it's my best acting it's the best thing i've i love the, the the twist in it how it's all a metaphor for something else and and i love watching people get that or if they don't get it then i explain to them and then it, they go oh you know that that moment of oh they get you know what i was trying to accomplish with it and and it it's just it i just it just kills me that it, no one gets you know gets to see it and, or no one chooses to watch it because, but I get it. I mean, the, I just masturbate. It's funny, you know. I have literally fake jizz on my toes, which is made out of wax. I mean, and that, that's my other sure. favorite thing is when I, yeah, it is when I watch people, <laughs> when I watch people see that particular scene, and I just look at their faces and they go, oh, and I go, oh, that's I lived. I mean, that's 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 affirming. Yeah. That's we've all had that fake ending. <laughs> It's YouTube. You, YouTube made it uh, 18 plus for a while. I said, wait a second. I said, I'm pantomiming masturbating and you made it an 18 plus thing. But if you actually have a video on how to do it, it's perfectly okay because it's educational. Well, then consider mine educational because you can sing along with mine. <laughs> if Barney's not going to do it, why can't you? <laughs> That's what I got to say. But they took that off, and now you can watch it because they realize it's not, you know. I bet you the Teletubbies have some video we've never seen. Oh, I've seen it. It's in the darkest corners of the Internet or Christian's Christian's search history, if you look there. (laughs) Hey, yeah, probably. Uh, Clifford says, yeah, a a lot of that sounds very familiar to me. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Clifford, a lot lot more people have uh, phobias or – attention or energy uh, diagnoses that we don't know about, especially if you've been in situations that call for you to be in traumatic situations. So um, check yourself. Just go get a check. And that's it. Um, for those of you watching, thank you for joining us. This is Put It Together Conversations podcast. And my guest today is Mr. Gabe Lido, a good friend. And if you watch the Christian and Daniel show, he's also our stage manager. So watch us on uh, the Christian and Daniel show page every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Um, also just, the thorn in your side on that show, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good segue. Good segue, because that's where I was going. Um, one of the reasons, and not because it is in the show. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, Jennifer, we're going to see you soon. She was not able to make it on the show today, but we, we will have her on the show. Gabe was kind enough to jump in at the last minute. One of the things that I love about you, and one of the things that got, that bonded us, I believe, in the in the beginning, other than that, that one moment, uh, was uh, your sense of humor. You are one of the funniest people I know, and you have such a witty and such a quick comeback. Who were your comedic? Uh, who did you watch as a kid? Well. I mean, uh, Carlin was probably the biggest one, and um, oh no, I'm gonna forget. Well, well Eddie can... Murphy, obviously, George Carlin, and well, Robin you got Williams. the hair for Carlin, so <laughs> and Robin Williams. I mean, that's that was probably the ones I watched the most. And I, you know, I watched every sitcom that was on, and all the canned humor there, and and all that. And I, you know, I've watched a lot of TV, but I think the quick wit is because I literally, again, it's from being alone because the jobs I've worked. I'm sitting in a truck by myself, all alone, 
and you just, your brain just come, I think I started coming up with come by. If somebody ever says this, I'll say this. If so, I, I, I swear to God, my brain has come up with it. Cause I can't sometimes as quick as I get it, I'm like, holy, I'm like, I'm pretty proud of myself for coming up with something that quick. You know, <laughs> it's like, how did that happen? You don't, you don't know what's there until it's there. And I guess I was, when we were discussing the other day about comedy is that if I, I want to do a stand up set, but I could never sit down and write a routine. I just couldn't do it. But I think I could go on stage and just riff and just tear people apart. You yeah. Know, there, like, a Jez, like a Jezelnik did or, or, or like they do in the roasts. I, 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 but I'd have to, you know, roast obviously need a little bit more information about a person, but I've seen and I've been to a lot of because I am a huge fan of comedy. I've been to a lot of crowd work shows and watched professionals do just, you know, they just start off and they talk much like you and I are doing. They find out something and then they just start poking and ripping and making funny little this and that's. And that's something I'm really good at. And I, But, you know, you can't build a career and I don't have the time. I already have another career, so I can't have another hobby. My wife would kill me. And there, there is a... Uh, uh... For those of you watching who have been on stage with me uh, and who have ever been at the Ice House, uh, the Ice House had a second room, which was the uh, uh, the smaller. They had the main room and the, the second room. And the second room was smaller. It was more intimate. People were right, were right up to the stage with you. And I loved that room because you can actually see people. You can hear them because that's my style. I like to, like, joke around with people and make fun of them. The last thing, the last one that I did was outside and the microphone, the, the sound was off. You couldn't hear the people laughing. You weren't close enough to get like into their faces and talk to them. Uh, so I miss comedy that way. But, but yes, you would be really good because you're good at catching people's reactions and it, it's the reaction that people give you that you're like, Oh, that bugged you. Let me go for more. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that? Oh, here's a couple more. Like, let me fart on you a little bit harder and see what that looks like. Um, what was it about? Cause Carlin is, is a legend. Like, what was it about his comedy that like attracted you? Um, well, I think for me, I, I really like that he, he came in, was funny, but he was also making valid points and he didn't stick to what I really hate because I'm down the middle is the one side versus the other side. You know, it's always the, the R's or it's always the D's fault. And I, I love that he just went after the government as a whole and just, you know, and brought it to people's attention. And people still don't really grasp what he was saying. They still think, Oh, he's just, he's, you know, it's, it's amazing. You can tell somebody a joke that is literally about all politicians and someone will automatically go, yeah, that's what the Democrats are. Or yeah, that's what the, it's like, you're so ingrained in this. And that's why this, this two party system is so ingrained and it, cause we're not a two party system, but yet we pretend that we are. And, and that's what I liked about his comedy is that he did that. And then obviously with like Robin Williams, it was just the over the top, just in your face, silly, just like, holy shit. And the voices and the, you know, and then with the Eddie Murphy is just Eddie Murphy. I mean, he's just a genius, you know, you know, minus the, obviously the cultural time, you can't say some of the things he said about certain people, but he was coming at it. And that's the other thing about comedies is when people are coming at it as a joke. Yes. You're allowed to get offended, but also don't be offended. Just laugh. Laugh at yourself. I mean, if someone comes at you for whatever, whether it's your sexual orientation or your religion or whatever it is, you're, it's, just, it's so easy to get offended by something. Now, I understand that certain words obviously offend more than others, but just the joke itself, if it's, if it's meant, it's a joke. It's meant to be funny. That doesn't mean there aren't racist jokes or there aren't homophobic jokes, but if they're not told in the manner of, and if you understand in the context that it's not meant to offend, it's meant to laugh. And it might be slightly offensive just to get the laugh. But in the end, grow up, be an adult, get over it. You, you don't have a, you don't have the right to be offended. You can get offended and move on. You don't have to watch. Yeah, because one of my favorite, either. one of my favorite all-time comics, and I, a lot of people get shocked when I mention his name, especially being a gay man. I'm a, I, I love Andrew Dice Clay. I oh, was such a I was such a, when I, the first time I ever heard him, I, like you say, I was like, oh, 
like, I get you. Like, they're, they're like, oh, you're cochino. You're dirty boy. Um, okay. So maybe I like the dirty boys a little bit. That's just going to say it. But that, um, I do believe that, that I do believe that good comics have the potential to make you just slightly uncomfortable. And, and if it makes you just, just twitch a little bit. But you let it, you let it sink in and then you're like, oh, I, <laughs> that's silly. Um, but I don't do a lot of offensive stuff, but I, I, I do like a good gay joke. I, 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 I've been, I've been out of the closet way more than I was in there. I don't even know what it looks like, but it's probably it's color a, coordinated. Yeah. No, my, I haven't been in my car long enough that it's just trash in there. It's just all dirty and, and dead bodies, but, um, <laughs> Uh, but if somebody, cause I, the, one of the times, and I'll, I'll make this quick. One of the times that I was on, on, there was this gentleman, and I don't remember the name of the comic's name. I, I really don't, but he made some gay jokes. He was, he was losing the audience and he was trying to be a little like, uh, in your face kind of thing. Yeah, so he, yeah. So he made this, uh, gay joke about gays and getting married and like, who's the man and who's the woman or something. And, Anyway, he was trying to, and it just was not hitting. It, he lost the audience like halfway through his set. And so I'm next after him. So I jump up the stage and I go, hi, I'm Daniel Garza and I'm gay. And everybody just roared laughing for like, cause he just came off and I'm like, and I, you know, and, and I said, I followed it up with something stupid. Like, I don't want to get married cause I, like, I don't, uh, something stupid. I don't know what I said. Cause a lot of mine is not scripted. I, I just go off the audience and. People thought that was hilarious, and and I I went after him anyway. The guy never shook my hand at the end of the show. We were all shaking hands. He just blew me off completely. I was like, hmm, blow this. But um, <laughs> I I I liked. I mean, I didn't do it. I didn't go after him on my set to be mean. I was like, if you're going after gay people, then it's only fair that somebody come after you a little bit and just throw you some a, a little back, you know, just a little back and forth. You know, it's like. Four playing. You gave me a little. I give you a little. And but he I never. Back, I, you got laughs and he didn't. I mean, he, you know, when he probably is because your bad set. I went on this whole like five minute thing of just like gay jokes and talking about Christian and our relationship. Uh, yeah, Christian. Christian's like he, he hit you because he sucked and you ruled. Yeah, and but um, and he didn't suck good. So let me just say that. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> And I just, I just remembered I've actually done a stand-up set. I was in summer baseball. We were in a tournament and in between we were going to be playing for third place because, you know, we were the champions and we actually won third place, but we were going to, we were waiting for the third place game. And, um, uh, so we were waiting for another, another game to go. And there was two teams, the first and second place are the teams that were going to play for the championship. I actually sat and did a routine for like half an hour. I don't even, I have no idea what I said, but I just sat there. They just all were sitting there and I just decided I needed to be the clown for the class. So I just got up and started riffing and I just went for like a half an hour. So I've, I've done one, at least one set in my life, but back to the defensive stuff. I actually, uh, Jody and I were at a Jim Jeffries show. I don't know if you know him. He's an Australian, uh, comedian, but he's very anti gun, whereas I'm very pro gun and he had a whole routine going after gun control or talking about gun control. And it was to the point where we were both almost upset enough to leave. And I'm like, no, cause I've never walked out of a comedy show and I'm not going to do it. But at the same time, at the, the very last thing he says before he goes into the next thing was, and your first amendment gives me the right to shit all over your second amendment. And I just, I busted out laughing. I'm like, that is, that's pure genius. That right there is pure. He can go on this tirade and I can get all up butt hurt and offensed by it. But at the same time, he just goes and goes, but yeah, but I can say this because the same rules that apply to your, you being able to have the second amendment is the first amendment. But, and so that was a genius way to do something where you're offending people, quote unquote. And it wasn't really a fan. It was more of an uncomfortable. If this is what he's going to do, I don't really need to sit, and, you know, cause to us, it wasn't that funny. It wasn't really going anywhere. So, yeah. but, but then it, then that joke just, it just hit home. And then from then on, he started talking about his family and it was a great show, but it was just one of those things where that's what he started with. And that's why he got canceled off the TV was because he was so anti-gun that it didn't sit well with the people who were. So they just were complaining. And again, I don't think anybody should be canceled, pure and simple. Yeah. And I've sat through, 
I remember being in Dallas, no, I'm sorry, in Houston and sitting through this immigration, this one guy going off on immigration. And I was like on the like, second table where he could like see me and uh, people kept just looking at me and I'm like, and finally at the end, he, he looked at me and just pointed me. He goes, are you, are you okay with this? I go, well, um, I will after I have to swim back home. And everybody <laughs> just busted out laughing. And, and, and he was like, Good one, good one. And that's what I was drinking. He bought me a drink. And after the show, when I went, I, I always go shake the comic sand. He, sh- he, sh- he goes, are you okay, man? I'm like, yeah. He goes, give him another shot. Give him-. I, that's what I was drinking. I'm like, all right, go. Get me drunk. But I was like, that's when I realized, like, I can do this. Okay, I got this. I got this. By the way, Christian is letting you know that um, he does not save the memory on his dark web exploration. So you will never <laughs> Well, he, he made it public. So, to, but, yeah, he wanted yeah. to respond to you for that. I don't want to leave the show. We're down to the last 10 minutes. I don't want to leave the show without paying respect to your military time. Uh, where, what part of the branch were you? Uh, I was in the Army National Guard for seven years in Minnesota. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. Uh, for those of you, I, I, I know I've, I've shared my story somewhere else and you guys have heard it. I was, I was going to join the Army when I was 18. And the only reason I didn't join was because somebody scared me and said that it if they found out I was gay, that I could get hurt. And I, I, I didn't go. I was about to send the papers and I didn't go. And then I found out that my best friend a couple of years later, who was gay, did go. And, and he came out and like, I was like, are you serious? I was so pissed. The only regret I ever have in my life is not being able to join the army because of my own stupidity. And I didn't go. But I've yeah, I was, I was infantry too. So we're the gayest bunch of homophobes you'll ever meet. And the thing is, none of them were really. It, it 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 didn't matter. It it wouldn't matter. You're there. You're there to protect the guy on your next to you. You you don't even. You might not even like the guy, and you might still jump on a grenade, you know, for him. And I always told people I didn't like. I'd jump on a bullet for him because that's the joke. Because bullets laying on the ground, it's not going to hurt you if you jump on it. But <laughs> well, I've seen enough porn of military to know that they have a great time. I should have been there. That's all I, I got to say. So. I would have been cleaning those guns. What's up? Um, <laughs> uh, we're down to the last minute. And I, I usually have like these really serious questions, but I really just want to like chat with you. But uh, uh, in the book of Gabe's life, Oof. what would be the title? Holy shit. He's done all this in 42 <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I've done so many things. It's crazy. I, you know, before I speak, like I said, I was a garage man for, for 11 years and before, but at, at some point before I had like my first long-term job, I had 23 different jobs. I've done almost everything. Uh, I, at one point in time, I had four jobs at the same time. I was working two full-time and two part-time jobs. Wow. You know, so it, it's just, or I'm sorry, one full-time and three part-time jobs. But, you know, I was a reserve police officer. I was in the Army National Guard. I was uh, working security for the the uh, federal government, and that was my full-time gig. And then I worked security for the apartment complex that I lived in. Wow. That's... For everybody watching, we're almost coming on to the end of the show, but I want to remind you, this is Put It Together Conversations. We're here every Saturday at 5 o'clock with the new guest every week. My week this my week this week my guest this week is Mr. Gabe Lido, a good friend of mine. Uh, I love this guy not not only not only because he's a pain in my butt, but uh, <laughs> not literal, not literal, not not literal. No, we're our relationship is not at that point yet. Um, <laughs> we're trying to bring him into the throuple, but he's been hard to get. <laughs> he's actually out there building a house for the three of us to move into, and we're just ready to. Um, we, we we want the pool to be big enough for all the three of us. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do respect you, man. And I, I know I, like we, we kind of uh, rip on each other, but you are one of the hardest working dudes I know. You, uh, you handle your, your situations like, yeah, sometimes you go off the handle, but you're, you're, I've seen you because every time when I post something on my page and all of a sudden like poof, it explodes between you, Christians, uh, cousin and my brother-in-law that's like oh my i have to delete stuff because you guys are just annoying but uh but but you if there if you can go back and everything you do what like what's the first thing that pops into your head that makes you the proudest 
Well, I've got two great kids. I mean, they've, they both have done really well in life and, and never been an issue. Neither one of them got into drugs or misbehavior or anything that, you know, that I was involved in. I wasn't, I wasn't big into drugs. I smoked a little weed here and there. So no, or I did the dope. Um, but you can't say that anymore because dope, I guess, means meth. I didn't know that. You can't say you you did dope because everybody thinks it's meth. But anyway. You were um, friends with the Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I just, I really am. I'm proud. And I, I've, you know, I've been married for nearly 20 years now. Wow. And it's hard to, you know, we got married at 23. And that's not, that's not something that people can say normally. It's, a, you know, statistically, it's, we're, we're in the, we're in the wind column. So that's it. You know, she's been patient with me. And this has been, it's been, it's been a rough couple of years and this whole transition into the, the, the real estate world, cause there's a lot of money stretched very, very tight until something sells or a refinance. And it, you know, it, that's a stressful part, but you know, I'm proud of how we handle that how my family's handle that. My son and daughter are fantastic. They really are. My daughter's in college now, just started. So, I mean, that's my, that's my biggest achievements. I mean, personal achievement would be the fact that I took a company from where I was four years ago where I just said, I'm going to do this. And now I'm at where I'm at now, you know, where I'm still very small potatoes when it comes to the, the flip game. But the thing is, is when I put a house on for rent, cause I rent to college kids is that it's my last, my last video that I posted, um, not of this, the single bedroom, but the one I had that I was looking for renters had over a thousand views. You know how hard it is to get a thousand views on a stupid rental? That's that's crazy on Facebook. A thousand views. Like I said, again, I made put put you know nine hours of work into a movie <laughs> and edited it for like two and a half months to get two hundred views. <laughs> and all I did, you know, and I build a house for two and a half months, put it on the internet, and because what I do and the quality that I give them, that's so the fact that that I have, I'm, I, my house has become a hot commodity and what I do is different from what people are doing down here. That's, that's made me really proud. And it, it makes people who work with me proud. My, my money man is proud to be with me. My realtor is proud to sell my houses. The guys who work on my crew, they brag about that. Look at this house we're doing. Look what we did here. And they all, they, awesome. all they all deserve a pat on the back for that. You know, it's, I built a crew, I built a team and I did it with no help from it, you know, I did to that seminar, but that was a three day or two day event where they taught me a, a little bit. And I just said, I'm going to go do it. And I did it. And you know, that's, so it's, it's a, that's, that's pretty big. It's been a great year for me and I plan to do another six houses next year. So nice. And they're asking if you don't mind sharing how old your kids are. Uh, 18 and 24. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. And I've, I've met your wife. So I just, She's an awesome lady. She's yes, awesome lady. very much so. She's a super lady for hanging for hanging uh, handling you. So yeah, she's 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 been, she's not she's not uh, Catholic, but she's gonna get sainthood. So. <laughs> you have to. I mean, it's, I'll it's, talk it's, to I'll, I'll talk to Father Robert and have because we've been together for twenty one years, twenty two years. So it's anything, and when you've done two when you've done two decades, it's with Alito, it's automatic sainthood, from what I hear. I'm just saying this show is putting me on that on that track. Uh, but uh, for everybody watching, this has been put it together conversations podcast, and my guest today has has been uh, not only a friend but uh, one of the people that I respect the most, Mr. Gabe Lido. Uh, if you'd like to follow some of the other shows on the Little Mexican Productions roster, make sure you check us out on Wednesdays for the Christian and Daniel show. That show on the Facebook. Yay! On Fridays, Cardivo at six o'clock. On Mon on Fr I'm sorry, on Saturdays is here. Uh, put it together at five o'clock. And uh, if you follow me on TikTok, we're going to be there on Mondays at nine p.m. and potentially on Tuesdays is when we'll do the uh, Instagram. And on Instagram, if you want to get your cards read, you can come on video and do that. We have more things coming up from Little Mexican Productions, but for now, you can follow us on those. Go check us out at our website. Uh, I'll post it on here later on. We'll also post the videos and the information that uh, Gabe was talking about, so you guys can make sure to go check it out. Give him some views. Go follow him on on. on go watch more love on YouTube. Yeah, go follow him, man, because I, I I really don't want to hear the story again. Like <laughs> who, who, Gabe? 
And plus, I need him to write that movie so I can come up and, and, and record that. I'm so oh, anxious. We, we were so... Uh, 95% of it's up here. I'm, I'm so... God, I don't want to go up there. Not <laughs> you again. You don't. Dark, dark not place. A, not, not again. <laughs> <laughs> he hits me with the wet hose. Um, before we go, um, I almost forgot. Um, any words of wisdom for the for my listeners, for my watchers, Kate? Yeah, actually, uh, don't take everything so personally. Get over it and move on with your lives. It's it's not that big of a deal just to let people who be who they are. Just st- stop letting people control what you feel, how you feel, and how long you feel it for. Just do your own thing. That's what freedom is in a free country. Let the idiots be idiots and hang out with the people you like. Awesome. And, and if, if you can... Hang out with them, bring them on your Zoom show. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, again, uh, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, we will have, um, I just lost his name, but we have a comedian coming out, especially talking about comedians. We have a comedian coming out next week. Uh, Jay Singh. Jay Singh is coming on the show next week. So make sure you check him out. I'll put some information up on him. You'll check the flyers. You'll find the flyers coming out there about Wednesday to remind you about the show. I want to thank my producer, Mr. Kevin Morris, for all his help and support. Our uh, uh, agent, Mr. Jose Reyes, for uh, bringing in the talent. Our talent agent, Gabe Leto, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Leto, I, see, I said it before the show. I tried so hard. It's a long E. So Remember, hard. it's a long E. I got your long E right here, buddy. <laughs> um, I, I, I was so vigilant the whole show to not say it. <laughs> Again, I want to remind y'all, um, the No Hate uh, campaign, make sure you go check it out. It's also going to be on there. As soon as I get my photos from the shoot, I will post them so you guys can see them. But you can find the ones that I took on my own uh, already up there, so go check them out. Uh, for now, I want to thank Gabe. I want to thank uh, my director, Mr. Christian Paul Ramirez. Yay, Christian. Thanking y'all for joining us. This is Daniel G. Garza for Little Mexican Productions saying, hey, put it together. We'll see you next time. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together. Subscribe to Put It Together on iTunes, Stitcher, and at abnormalentertainment.com slash put it together. Find Put It Together on Facebook and tweet Daniel at Lil Mexican. L-I-L-M-E-S-I-C-A-N. And for more podcasts, comics, books, movies, and more, head to AbnormalEntertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.